if you've got your Bible, turn it. Turn with me to Romans 12, 2. And, um, and I'm going to just start there. But I want to talk a little bit about the power of your thoughts. How many of you know, however we think is however we live? However we think is however we live. And we have got, I've got two mandates I believe that the Lord has given me. Number one is where we, on Wednesday nights, we're teaching about the kingdom, what it means to live and operate in the kingdom of God. What the kingdom of God is, what the kingdom of God isn't. When it says in Matthew, the kingdom of heaven, and then it says in Mark and Luke and John, the kingdom of God. We've talked a little bit about what the difference was there. We've, we've talked about what the kingdom, about rulership and dominion and authority and all these things that Jesus died for us to have, give us an inheritance to have. The other thing is, and some of you realize that, is that you are learning how to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. I um, had a conversation with somebody earlier this week, and it wasn't about being a servant. It was about being a son. It wasn't about being a slave. It was about being a son. It wasn't, a, are you with me? It wasn't about serving the things of God, but it was about being a son or a child of the Most High God. And through that identity, we begin to serve the Lord. And those are some of the two things that I really, really, uh, really want to focus on. I really want us to be able to get because this is an everlasting thing. Somebody said, well, Eric, I heard you preach years ago, 15 years ago on the kingdom. Well, I got news for you. You don't have it all. <laughs> I don't have it all. Are you with me? We're still learning how to operate and live in that new dimension, live in that kingdom dimension, and how to step into that dimension. And then those things that are natural become supernatural. Come on, somebody. So when, and I want us to look at this. So um, I'm not going to go to Romans 12, 2 yet, but I want us to talk about Proverbs 23, 7. And we had, we, this was stirring in me this week and I just couldn't get away with it or, or from it. And it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Or as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I want you to take a minute today and let's have church, but let's think. Let's think while we're in church. Because a lot of times we don't think that God loves us. Or we think he loves Virginia more than he loves me. <laughs> or we think that he loves Jacob more than he loves me. Are you with me? Or we think that, 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 he, that he loves Tatum more than he loves me. Or he lo Tatum might think that he loves me more than he loves her. Are you with me? But, and, and I want us to be able to think. Because as we think, we are. Do you know those that are successful in business have to deal with the battlefield. Uh, Joyce Meyer calls it the battlefield of your mind. She's good. There's a there's a battle that goes on when you when you have a battle of can, can I do this? Can I not do this? Can I step into this? Can I not step into this? Am, am am I able to do this? And some of us have those thoughts. Am I good enough? Am I good enough to have this? Or and some of us, am I worthy enough? to have this and and some of us step into those thoughts and and we got to deal with those thoughts so it says as a man thinks not just in his head but in his heart so is he so here's what happens we may think a thought in our mind but does it drop to our heart 
does it really come from here or come from here? Because you can have knowledge, and I'll call it dark knowledge. You can be educated and not know Jesus, and it's dark knowledge in which you have. But when you know Jesus and you're educated, that knowledge now begins to, the song we sang, lit up. It's, it, it's illuminated. It's lit up. And the knowledge we have, all of a sudden, there is light added to that knowledge, and that knowledge can become powerful. But what about your thoughts? How do we think? What are our thoughts? And, and this scripture here where it says, as he thinks, that word thinks in the, in the Hebrew here because the Bible is translated from the Hebrew in the New Test, or Old Testament and then the Greek in the New Testament. So you find out there's Aramaic, there's Hebrew, and there's Greek. So when we look at this Hebrew word, this little, literally word literally means a gatekeeper. So let's think a minute. Your thoughts are a gatekeeper to your heart. Oh, your thoughts are a gatekeeper to your heart. So, so Jimmy, if I'm thinking, um, I want my thoughts to be God thoughts. Are you with me? As When I gave my life to Christ, my thoughts didn't change. Come on, are you with me? I'm going to be transparent here. Look, I was buying and supplying. I gave my life to Christ. I had an experience where I know I needed Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus. Are you with me? My heart. I drove down. This was in, in, in actually outside of Charlotte and Gastonia, North Carolina. And I drove down the street, rolled my window down, and threw my stuff out. Oh, come on. Who knows what I'm talking about here? I'm just going to talk to y'all people that, 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 that know what I'm talking about. So I threw it out. But a week later, I was back buying and supplying. Why was I not able to break out of that addiction? Why was I not able to break out of that bondage? Why was I not able to walk in these things that God had for me Back then, and a lot of it had to do with my thoughts. I didn't know what being saved was, but I learned about what being saved was. So I had this thought that if I died, I'm going to heaven. Amen? I love that thought, right? I, I, I want to be with God. Amen? I don't, I don't want to be absent from God. The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So as, I, as, as my thoughts are now on heaven, my thoughts are on the things of God I needed to learn about the things of God. But I had to look at my thoughts and I had to realize that my thoughts were a gatekeeper for my heart. As you think, as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, as a child thinks, so are they. We as adults can put so much in our kids. Did you see the kids line up and we prayed for those kids and I'm believing that their thoughts are going to change. Are you with me? That they're going to begin to think about God and, and how, it, how they affect God and how God can affect their life. Come on, somebody. And they begin to start thinking about God. And they think instead of the things that are impossible, they start thinking about the things that are possible. That maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do better. Maybe or I can be better. Or maybe I can just be me. 
And God's okay with, with me being me with his holiness and his righteousness. Are you with me? So how important are your thoughts? I just I jotted down a few things. I just want to just share them with you. How much value do we put in our thoughts? We're thinking today. We're thinking. And some of the teachers would say, put on your little thinking cap. All right, put that on. You got it on. Everybody's thinking. We're thinking now as a family of sons and daughters of God. What, what value do we put on our thoughts? What value do we put on our thoughts? Is it difficult to control your thoughts? It is. Sometimes we just let it go. It's, it takes an effort. Thoughts can reveal our spiritual state. Ouch. Think on that. Thoughts can reveal our spiritual state. But you're a pastor. Well, there's times where I may not speak in faith. Are you with me? I may speak the natural thing and knowing better about the supernatural. But I speak the natural knowing that the supernatural can override the natural. Oh, come on, somebody. So I keep my thoughts. So back to me, not you, back to me. My testimony, I threw it out the window. I rolled the window up. I said, I'm going to be a better person. I felt I was a pretty good guy anyways. I wouldn't cheat you. I didn't. I didn't cheat you. I wouldn't cheat somebody. Before I gave my life to Christ, I didn't steal. After I gave my life to Christ, I didn't steal. Are you with me? You know, I wanted to honor people in that, that way that I knew to honor people. So I wasn't a bad person. I just did some stupid stuff. Am I by myself today? Do I have anybody I can preach to this morning? Amen. So, so I began to start thinking about my thoughts. Why? What, what changed was my thoughts begin to change. If you've never been addicted to something, you will not understand what I'm saying. If you've been addicted to something, you will know what I'm talking about. I would work, and I was addicted to alcohol. And I would work. And you know what I thought about during the day? When 5 o'clock came and I could get off and have a brewski. Are you with me? It took my thoughts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then at 3. And then at break time. And I'm not, we're not, I'm not condemning anyone. Because if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't feel condemnation, but feel the conviction of the Spirit, because it's just me. It's just my testimony. But my thoughts went there. My thoughts went there. My thoughts went. And where my thoughts went, I went. Right? It's like, whoo, what are you so happy about? I'm just ready to get off work. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Those of you that work Monday through Friday, I worked many years in the retail business and never had Fridays or Saturdays off. Are you with me? But, you know, where it's like that's what, that's what my thoughts were. What about our thoughts and how important and how much do we value our thoughts? I'm hoping today that you're going to be start to value your thoughts more. What am I thinking about? And why am I thinking what I'm thinking? And where does that come from when you think that? Are you with me? So I put down a couple of things that says, how much time do we think about the word of God and his principles? 
when I started learning about God, I realized I spent more time, I'm going to use my example, of thinking about getting off and partying for the weekend or whatever that might be. I thought more about that than I did about the principles in the Word of God. Okay? It's, it's a natural thing. Now, those of you that don't have a, are, are single, maybe don't have a relationship. When you have, when, when you have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you, you, you're what? Your thoughts begin to go there. You're like, woohoo, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can't. You're no good anymore about anything. Why? Because you got her on your mind. I remember one time my dad told my brother, he said, "You just need to marry her," because that's like your brain fell out. You know what I mean? It's like you, you don't think about anybody else but yourself. And I've been there and done that. Amen. So, Lord, uh, that's it. But it was like when she had that much control over him, my dad was just like, hey, where are your thoughts? That's what he was really saying. Your thoughts, our thoughts, and where we put our thoughts to. And what about you? I'm just asking you. I'm just encouraging you. You want to live differently. You want to step out into, into, and to have the good things that God has for you. You got to shift your thoughts. I, I've heard the pastor say stinking thinking. You know what I mean? You know, I, that's, that's all well and good. I don't even like the word stinking thinking. I mean, I think it rhymes. It sounds good, but everybody else uses it. So I'm not going to use that. But you do have some thoughts that don't line up with the word of God. And we've got to take those. Everybody has them. Preacher, you have them. Yeah, I have them. I'll teach you to next week on what to do with those. But how much time do we think about God? How much time do we think about the principles? When we make decisions in our life, how much time do we think about how that's going to impact our life? How that's going to impact those that are around us? How this, and a lot of times we're like, huh? I just didn't think about it, man. Just didn't think about it. I just was living in the moment. And that's it's all well and good. You live in the moment, but it causes some issues that maybe you have to deal with in the next moment. So when we, what we walk through that. I, I put down, you may come to church and you have surface thoughts. Oh, yeah. Pastor's fired up today, man. He was fired up today. What did he preach on? I don't know. I think it was something about something. Are you with me? Because we don't go, we have surface thoughts in church. I don't want you to have surface thoughts. I want you to hear a word of the Lord that when she spoke the word of the Lord says, you're walking on rocky ground, but keep walking. Don't give up and don't quit. Where is that thought that you're going to need later this week? That thought's got to come up, Jimmy, and you got to go, hey, I am not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. My rocky road is still here, but I know there's a paved road ahead. And when I am walking, I'm going to hit that paved road and poof, I'm going to start running. So we start thinking about the things of God. We start thinking about God's principles. We start thinking about the goodness of God. Instead of thinking, I don't know why God did it for her. He didn't do it for me. God likes you better than me. What about God? God did it and he didn't do anything for me. Stop thinking those thoughts. Those stupid thoughts. He's God. Start thinking what he did do for you and what he is going to do for you and what he has done for you. Come on, somebody. 
So when we're at church, I want us to think a little bit more. Think deeper about the things of God. Let's go deeper. Let's get into our thought process. What does it look like? Where is it at? Are we thinking about the things of God? Am I thinking about all things are possible to him that believe? Or I'm thinking it's just a fantasy. Athletes, when they perform, the World Series is coming up. There are athletes that from a little boy think about playing in the World Series. Their thoughts are designed for that. Will you want a good marriage? Think about a good marriage. Think about what it's going to take for a good marriage. Think about what it's going to take to, to know what you need to do with the Lord. Think about how God can be involved in your marriage. You can pray and not think about it. Let's pray. You're done with prayer. You're like, do you know what you prayed? Do you know what you prayed? No. But she was really awesome. She prayed, man. She prayed. She touched heaven. What would she say? I don't know. Am, am I, is this real? I thought it was just me. <laughs> and I'm the preacher. <laughs> So think about when you when we pray, we're talking to God. Look, you don't you don't have to bow your head to pray. You don't have to put your hands together to pray. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to be on your knees to pray. Those are all good. Those are great things. It's wonderful. But you don't have to. You don't have time when you're driving down the street and you hear an ambulance come by you to pull over, get on your knees, get in a prayer position, and pray. But you can pray. You can begin to start thinking about those guys like Terry Warren that's in the fire department. That God bless them and, and be with them. And whatever family that is, God, will you be with them? And whatever's taking place with them, God, move in a mighty way. You can start beginning. Now I'm thinking about that instead of thinking about what I'm going to do tonight when I get off. Right? Because we all have those. Let me go on. Do you ever think about your motives for your thoughts? What's my motive? Came to church today and I thought, mm, God's going to bless me like a genie. <laughs> He's just going to pop out. Uh, wrong motive. I'm going to give money so I can get money back. Wrong motive. I love God. I don't have to worship. I don't have to lift my hands. <clears throat> Wrong motive. It's more about what you can't do instead of what, wait a minute. I'm ready for a breakthrough. Maybe it's going to take this. Maybe it's going to have to take me going, different than you guys are well that's you pastor you get excited you get pumped up you get us up pumped up we're excited baby i want you to be excited i want you to go out thinking all things are possible i want you to have thoughts now that you aren't thinking about what happened when you were in the seventh grade you're thinking about what tomorrow's gonna bring and you're gonna be able to be and release the kingdom of god somebody needs you tomorrow somebody might need you this afternoon somebody might need you to pray for them and believe for them and encourage them and strengthen them and tell them that god loves them them, no matter what's going on in their life, that's what I'm talking about. 
when we start thinking about those things. What about our motive? What's our motive? What's our motive? If your motive is always to get, then that's probably wrong motive. I mean, Jesus had that he dealt with it with the disciples. He's like, you want us to call fire down on them, Lord? Let's call fire down on them. He's like, you missed the point. Your thought was not lined up correctly. Are you with me? Another one I put in. Are you honest with yourselves? Ouch. I want to grow. I want to grow. No, you don't. No, you don't. You say you do, but you're not doing anything to think about growing. Are you thinking more about God? Are you, are you willing to have a conversation with God? Are you willing to say, God, look at me here. I know and if I took my shirt off, first of all, y'all would laugh. Second of all, you'd see a scar from right here to here. And I, I got a hole right there. You notice that? It's, it's like a hole. It's like an indentation where a tube was coming out of me. Those thoughts, I pull them down. Because I'm still made in the image and the likeness of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Even though I may not look perfect and, and look good and, you know, I got a scar right here and it really looks funky. And I'm, Am I honest with myself? Is it more about my scar than it is about God? You still live in me. Am I honest with myself to say, I'm struggling with this. I don't know if I can get over this. But yes, I think I can get over this. And now, I mean, when I was younger and I was dealing with the addiction and I was back buying and supplying and doing some of those stupid things that I was doing, I realized, wait a minute, it was my thoughts. I had to, I had to think about more of what God was thinking about me than what somebody else was thinking about me. You may have had a grade school teacher said you won't amount to nothing. And you think about that. You may have had a spouse, ex-spouse, whatever it might be that, that talked bad about you and, and said you'll never be nothing and you think about that but do you think about the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings who says you can do all things and redemption and righteousness and holiness and we start thinking about those things, all of a sudden we begin to rise up and say that's who I used to be, that's not who I am today I'm a child of the Most High God I'm, I'm the blessed coming in and blessed going out, I gotta take my thoughts captive i gotta deal with those things and my motives have got to be right when my motives are right wrong motive eric there's times where i've done something i told shelly sometimes i said i'm not going to get up and take up an offering with the wrong motive you give you give because you love to give you give because the love of god you give because that's what you should do and you give because that money's not going to hold you back come on somebody you give with the right motive i'm not going to get up and say you know what we got a building payment to make i got electricity bills to pay i got all these things i could give you a hundred reasons why you should give the only reason that really matters is that you hear from the lord and you give because it's your heart But you should tell people with all this other stuff, wrong motive. I don't want to get up and give out of the wrong motive. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't want to look at our bills and say, I can't pay the electric bill. Now I got to take up an offering. You know what my motive's going to be? Come on, I'm be, being real, truthful, transparent. My motive's going to be, I got to get money for this electric bill. 
And that's going to be what I'm worried about instead of saying, wait a minute, when you give, it releases something in your life. When you give, it unlocks something in your life. When you give, there's a breakthrough. There might be a a broken area in your finances, and when you give, it lines it up. Oh, come on, somebody. I could teach about that and tell you about that. we got to be honest with ourselves. Honest with ourselves. Do you ever think about the intent of your heart? Ooh, the heart. What's my intent? What's my intent of the heart? What's my intent? What's my intent? God, heart, don't, don't fail me now. Don't fail me now, heart. Don't fail me now. What's my intent? And we look at that. So my testimony is my thought process. Romans 12, 2. And I know I didn't give that to you to put up. So if you've got Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, your gatekeeper. So you can establish what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't be conformed to the things of this world. In other words, don't just be thinking about this world, this world, this world, this world, this world. Look, there's an election coming up, and I'm I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned about where our country's headed into. But listen, I'm going to tell you this. My God was my God before this election, and my God will be my God after this election. It was the president before that, and it was the president before that, and it was the president before that, and it was the president. Everybody's like, oh, what about the president? What about the president? What about my God? He's bigger than the president. He's bigger than any king. Come on, somebody. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. There is no other like him. There's going to be no other like him. He is the one. He's the one I confide in. He's the one my allegiance goes to. Come on, somebody ought to just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh, I'm fired up today. I've been thinking about getting fired up. Thank you for letting me get fired up. What about our character? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What about our character? Ladies and gentlemen, please put your seatbelts on. We are going to experience some turbulence for the next five or ten minutes as the Word of God begins to encourage and strengthen you. So please put your tray tables up and your seat backs up and get ready for the turbulence. What about character? What about character? I told my kids, I said, if I can't get it honest, I don't want it. If I can't get it honest, I don't want it. If I can't get it the right way, I don't want it. I got to fight to keep things the right way. How about you? But my thoughts is where I've got to fight also. I've got to deal with my thoughts, Christy. I've got to deal with my thoughts because that's the thing. And as, and as my character's beginning to develop, oh, come on, somebody. When I gave my life to Christ, I just wasn't all of a sudden, ah, there's Eric. He doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> They were like, I heard you gave your life to Jesus. Why are you trying to sell me this ounce? <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you heard right. Give me that ounce back. <laughs> Do we ignore the transformation process or put it off until a better time, maybe later? 
I'll do that later. I ministered to somebody one time. They said, let me get my life right before I come to Jesus. I said, do you ever fish? He said, yeah. Hmm. How do you, don't you have to clean the fish before you eat it? Yeah. Well, that's kind of like you and Jesus. You got to catch the fish before you can clean it. You got to give your life to Jesus before, uh, come on, before you can get it cleaned up. Because you can't clean it up on your own no matter how much you try. Because you're battling those thoughts and you're battling those ideas and you're battling those things of the past and you're battling all those things that, that somebody says might be right and it's not really right because you don't really know what God says in his word about it. So you think it's okay and it's really situational ethics and it makes it okay. Do we ignore the transformation process or put it off till later? I'll get my act together later. Maybe 2021. That's when I'll become a better husband. That's when I'll be a better preacher. That's when I'll be a better pastor. That's when I'll whatever. And then 2021 comes and you're fired up about it in January and you get your one word and you're fired up about your one word and two weeks later you forget about your one word and your thoughts are more on, oh, come on, the world and everything else that's going on instead of who God is and who he is in your life and who he is to you and how can you experience God in a greater way? Do we think short-term or do we think long-term? See, a lot of us want the microwave. Ding! Yeah! I had some homemade food the other day. Man, that stuff's pretty good. The restaurants have pretty good food too, but, you know, there's just some gratification that comes when you eat it out of the crock pot instead of microwave it. Maybe it's just me. Do we think short term or do we put off what God might want to use us for later? Do we get the instant gratification and we're not willing to sacrifice something now for something better later? Years ago, my dad, we wanted things just like everybody else does. We want this, we want that, you know. And my dad, I have an older brother, three years older. Jeff, if you're watching, hi. What's up? He, um, he, my dad pulled us aside. He said, you boys want what it took your mom and I 40 years to get. You want it now. I was talking to my dad one day. My dad was not a believer, but he was, he was a wise man. He was an honorable man. He would give the shirt off your back. Tommy, if you needed anything, my dad would give that to you. That's just the way he was. But he gave his life to Christ before he passed away. He died, and a week prior, he gave his life to Christ and then went home to be with Jesus a week later. And my dad said, he said, he said, the thing of it is, he said, you guys don't realize that how hard of work it takes sometimes on your marriage. And he said, you guys just want it now. You come from a society that wants it now. Are you with me? Don't we come from an instant society, you know, whip it up, zip it up, let's go. I want to eat. I want it. Ten minutes. Hurry up. Waitress, get my food on the table. So when we begin to start thinking about these things, we, we, have a, we want an instant gratification instead of waiting till it gets better later. Listen, my marriage, is, I believe, is the best it's ever been. 22 years later. 
because we, we, we focus on God and our thoughts are on God and we put him first. Do we think short term or do we think long term? Do we think with our brain or just do we think with our heart? That's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. Do we pass over the supernatural because it requires some time and energy? Ooh. Okay. I know it's been a little rough. I know it's been a little rocky. Do we think about the worst and can pass over the God's, the word of God's truth and we think of the worst and that's how we live and operate on the worst? Do we think truly and think in our heart the goodness of God? Do you truly think God is good? Because it took me years to realize how good God really is. And that no matter what I did, Marie, God is still good. No matter the situations that I walk through, God is still good. No matter if he did what I wanted him to do or didn't do what I wanted him to do, God is still good. God is good all the time. No matter whether I'm good or I'm bad, God is good. No matter if I'm unfaithful, I'm in or I'm out or unfaithful to him, he's faithful to me. He's been faithful to me for all these years. He's been faithful to me. I've never gone without. I've not, not had, you know, I've had to eat macaroni and cheese and hot dogs it sure makes you appreciate the steak more kobe it when you when you you have to go through some of those macaroni and cheese or raymond noodle times in order to get to where you got steak can i get an amen Do we think truly or think with our heart to the goodness of God? Do we think about salvation? How many times have you really thought about your salvation after you got saved? What about if you thought about it almost every day? What about if we thought about how good God is and that God is the one that needs to be involved in my situation and we think about that? Do you think about repentance? Do you think about forgiveness? Do you think about redemption? I mean, you start thinking about how God redeemed me. Man, if I spend time and think about how God redeemed me, I kind of get happy. Yep. Shelly's like, what you laughing about? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I was just thinking about how God redeemed me. I just, I thought, man, I was way out. I was out there, and he brought me in. And we don't spend time doing that. We don't spend time thinking. In fact, we think of just the opposite. We think about the mistakes we made and the things, and we, and we focus on those, Garrett. When we focus on all those mistakes in the past, it pulls us back instead of propelling us forward. When we start thinking and beginning to move forward, and we start getting propelled forward, and we move quicker forward, and we be, all of a sudden we've got a little bit of turbo button that hits us, and we begin to move forward because we're thinking ahead. We're thinking for the future. Don't stop thinking about the future. We were talking about it the other night, the Jeremiah 29, 11, the plans I have for you declares the Lord not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. That'll mess with your end time theology. It'll mess with your end time theology because there's a future. What? There's prophetic words prophesying about 2040. That'll mess with your end time theology. One of the blessings in my life was to be able to enjoy sweet thoughts, good things. When I lay down at night and put my head, what about you? When you put it on a pillow, are you thinking about, man, I could have, would have, should have, man, I should have done this. I think about God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for the people. I'm going to be thinking about you guys tonight. I'm going to say thank you for everything. Thank you for William. Thank you that he came to hear the word of God. 
Thank you for Betty that came to hear the Word of God. Thank you for Glennis that came to hear the Word. Thank you, Lord God, that you're moving in their life. Thank you, God, that they're going to take those thoughts and they're not going to allow the thoughts of the enemy to be their thoughts and to rule their day. They're going to have the thoughts of God. They're going to have the mind of Christ. Now, that's a thought. Are we having the mind of Christ? Are we putting on the helmet of salvation? Put on the helmet of salvation. I never thought about my salvation 20 years ago after I got saved. What about our salvation? How does it work? I, I, when I think about my salvation and, and how it's attached to redemption and righteousness and holiness and right living, come on, and, and all of a sudden my breakthroughs are beginning to come, and I, I keep my mind on Christ because in the good or in the bad, He's there. He's there. I got six more hours to preach today. You guys can join me for the next five minutes, and I will preach the rest at home. One of the blessings in my life, I told you, was to enjoy sweet thoughts, happy thoughts, holy thoughts. Some people say, well, Eric, I know you were addicted and there were some issues in your life. Do you ever have this desire? Once in a while, I have a desire, but it's once in a while. Why is it once in a while? Because I don't think about the desire. Let me help you. The more you think about it, the more you focus on it, the more you think you can't have it, the more you're going to want it. So we got to focus our thoughts on the things of God. I focus on how good he is. And I mean, there's going to be things you're going to be challenged today. This afternoon, that you can say, wait a minute, no, no, God, you're good, even though I don't understand this. God, you're good, even though I can't figure this out. God, you're good, even though I don't have the, the, the knowledge on this situation. i got to believe that your thoughts are a key, and your thoughts will, will, will help you grow and mature. You want to grow and mature? I've got people that are like, nope, I don't want to grow, and I don't want to mature. I graduated from high school, I'm done. Done learning. Okay, well, then you better get rid of your phone. Why? Because they constantly update that thing, and you constantly got to learn how to do it again. Right? But you know, the Word of God is constantly alive. It's constantly growing. It's constantly bringing light to your situation. So you can see those things and think differently. Will you think differently? Can you think differently? Can you put your thoughts on the things of God and maybe not on... I mean, you've got to do functionary thoughts, you know. I come in and I look and the trash needs to be taken out. I'm thinking, Shelly's got to take out that trash. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking that at all. That doesn't even enter my mind. It may some of you guys, but it doesn't me. You know, it's like I see that trash. It's like, okay, you better get that trash taken out. <laughs> you better get that trash taken out. I take that trash out, right? And then I, I think, so there's functionary things that you think about. Why don't you stand to your feet? I, I'm just going to pick this up next week if you guys are okay. If not, come back next week. Your thoughts are powerful. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think this week, so will you be. If you think you can't do it, then guess what? Can't do it. 
you'll convince yourself in. And when I began to start being a hog farmer, <laughs> you have no idea the thoughts I had. <laughs> People were like, you're going to be what? You're going to shovel what? You're going to deal with what? Think about God this week. Just think about God this week. When you have those other thoughts that start to come in, just think about God this week. Just think about God this week. Not just here, guys, but here. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, there's a gateway that opens up the door and allows those things you think about with God in. And then close the gate on some of the other stuff. This is going to be good, man. This series is going to be good for the next few weeks. You need to invite your friends, neighbors, family members. Get them in here. Because this is a key to our transformation. You want to be transformed into the image and the likeness of God. I want to be more like God tomorrow than I was today. Then I'm going to be more than yesterday. I want my marriage to be more like God tomorrow as it is today, but better than it was yesterday. Oh, come on. I want my life... To be good today, but not as good as tomorrow, but better than yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Today, I'm in need. What about your thoughts? Let's give them to God. There's your challenge for this week. Your thoughts are your thoughts. Nobody's going to be a thought police on you, except for you. The Holy Spirit will say, why don't you think on this? Let me pray with you. Just put your hand over your heart. Let's do this. Put your hand over your head. Some of y'all messed. Look, I messed my hair up. <laughs> I want to pray for you and your thoughts. Is there a gatekeeper for your heart? So I'm asking God to put oil on the gate. You need to grease the gate so the gate can open and close. God, help us have your thoughts this week. Help us be in you this week. Help us have the mind of Christ this week. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you give us strength, God. When I'm weak, you are strong. You are a good God. And you're good all the time. Help me take those thoughts of how much you love me and how, how much you care for me and how beautiful I am to you. I want you to know that you guys... You guys are beautiful to our Father. You're beautiful to Shelley and I. Your beauty is just shining. Just think on those things today. Think on those things today. Think on those things this week. Help us be that gatekeeper for our heart. Now just put your hand on your heart. 
And I'm just going to pray that your heart just begins to receive only the thoughts of God. He rejects everything else. Mm, that does not work. Mm, wrong motive there. Mm, better do not do that. Mm, you better walk here. Mm, the road's getting ready to get smoother up ahead. So hard, I'm asking you to just to receive this word and illuminate this word. That as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That all things become possible to us that believe in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Real quick, before you leave, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, let us pray for you. We send you forth in his power and his might. Go forth and advance the kingdom of God in the earth. God bless you. Have a great afternoon today.